is Ellen. And my name is Mel. As I just said, it is our 20th episode. Can you believe that? <laughs> we made it all the way to 20. Wow. Yay. Um, Can't believe anyone wants to listen to us that much. <laughs> I know. You guys, you listen to our rambling for 20 episodes. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, we've got to say thank you to everyone who's listened and left us comments or, you know, squeed with us on social media or, um, you know, shared our posts and that. Um, we really appreciate how excited you are and enthusiastic you are. So thank you. Uh, we've had nearly 7,000 downloads of our podcast now, which is just blowing my mind right now. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. We actually have some transcripts available of some of our episodes now. Um, there's only a few at the moment, but we're gradually working our way through and adding some more because um, we really would love to make this as accessible to as many people as we can. So um, if you're... Um, hard of hearing or you struggle with you know listening to a lot of audio or you, English is your second language and we talk too quickly for you because I know that's a problem for some people sorry um, <laughs> there are a few transcripts <laughs> available so you can read about what we're um, talking about just go to the track list page on mixtapebookclub.com and you can see the ones that are um, available there and we have to say thank you to the people who have helped us with that um, that Peculiar One, Miss Melody Pond, Kate Ain't Behaven, and now I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Aleatoric Wren, um, for helping us with that because it's um, quite a time consuming job and, you know, we really appreciate it. And if anyone else um, wants to help us out with that, um, please let me know because um, I would love it if we could get all of those episodes up for a transcript as well. So. Back to the topic at hand, we're going to, in this episode, we're going to discuss um, fix in a genre that's a fan favourite and also our all of our personal favourite, um, and that's fi creature fix. Yes, we all know I love a creature fix. Yes. And to discuss one of my favourite creature fix, trustworthy for search work, we would like to welcome the author Sharkfish, also known as Julesy. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Julesy Sharkfish. Um, it's great to be here. Lovely Yay. to have you. Hooray. So the other fix that we're also going to talk about today, because these are all quite short, so we've got four plus. Um, so we've got Dragon in the Cup by Ishitara. We've got Friends with Benefits with Tentacles by And I Mended to Sting. And we have the You Shook Me All Quarantine Long series, which is by Golden Ray of Sun, which is made up of four short fix. These are my favorite length of fix right there between like five and 10 K. I love it. Yep. Just enough to sink your teeth into, but not too yes. <laughs> So as always, links to all of the fix that we're going to talk about today will be available in the episodes post on mixtapebookclub.com and also included in our collection on AO3. So you can browse through that collection um, to look at any of the fix that we'll be talking about today or that we've discussed in the past. So, um, guess we should start by saying that in our fandom um, we're in a great position with creature fix because there are so there's such a wide variety of creatures that exist in the canon universe it, like Castile himself is not human so you know we've got um, we're not actually going to include wing fix like angel type fix in this episode just because we've already done a wing fic episode so if you wanted to hear more about angels and wing fic um, then go back and listen to episode seven um, but for now, we'll just talk about some other creatures. Yes. 
and there are other creatures that have wings so we're not excluding yeah, wings that's true. necessarily yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true i would love to see more demon fix with wings i think that's really fun like bat-like wings yeah that's a nice yeah get some of that kind of leathery action going on <laughs> Oh, the Jesus tiny little good. claws. I think that's the best part. <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, at this at this point, I might just say that we are going to be talking about not safe for small ears and or work topics. <laughs> so just listen on at your own risk. <laughs> uh, we may also if, because if these that are wasn't only, clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because um, these are only short fix, we're probably going to be spoiling some of them as well. So if you haven't, you know, if you don't want to hear spoilers, then maybe just skip over the bits that <laughs> you haven't read yet. Okay. I will try and be on my best behavior. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm Is that <laughs> Don't oh, do that. Okay. <laughs> no. Am I supposed to be on no. good behavior? No, absolutely not. Go no. feel it. So, uh, because of the nature of the fandom, we are quite blessed with creature fix in general in this fandom. Um, and because... Um, in canon, Cass is kind of already not human. Most of our creature fix do involve Cass. So currently on AO3, there are 264 um, Castiel creature fix um, that are tagged. Um, we just had this, this discussion before we started recording, actually, that there are probably a lot more than that out there. It's just that they may be tagged with a specific creature and not the creature fic tag as well. Um, so that might be something to think about as well for the writers out there, because there are plenty of people that go around searching for creature fix that will browse the creature fic tag. So don't forget it if you're wanting people it's to uh, find your it's creature It's hard fic. to remember to put all of every, you know, it is. you don't want a tag list to be five miles long, but yeah. Yeah. Tagging is the bane of my life. <laughs> so, yeah. It is really rough. And especially with this kind of thing, that's really wishy-washy if you tag mm -hmm. every single tiny thing. Yep. Yep. So we have 264 casts, but we also have 110 Dean creature fix, which is quite fun because, you know, it's nice to change it up. There are episodes in canon as well where we have Dean, you know, almost becoming um, a vampire, I think. I can't yes, yeah. the title of the episode. It is a vampire thing, um, yeah. Yep. Um, so that's something that comes from canon as well. Plus... It's just fun to change things up, do an AU, flip things on its head. Basically, why not is the basis of most fanfic in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> That's how I approach it. Like, why not? This sounds ridiculous, but why not? <laughs> exactly. I think actually all of the fix that we've chosen to talk about today have ended up being Cass as the creature. I think they are. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I can mention some Dean ones later. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, well, shall we um, get right into it? Or yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, first fic we're going to talk about is um, Julesy's fic "Trustworthy for Such Work" by Sharkfish, which was published in 2018, and it is just over. It's just about seven and a half thousand words long, and it is explicit. And uh, Julesy, would you mind reading us the summary? Sure. Lately, Cass has been wondering what Dean tastes like. His mouth, the marking on his chest, his cock. Does Dean know the way Cass has touched himself, wishing it was Dean? I went straight to explicit, right, with the description. <laughs> yes. It's a short and sweet. Gotta let people know what they're getting in for. 
<laughs> yes, no misunderstanding about what's going to happen here. I, I can't believe that it's been two and a half years since I wrote this. It still feels like one of my more recent works to me. I, th I think about it all the time. Yeah, I think about this book all the time too, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to sound like a pathetic fangirl about this fic, so oh. please someone else say something sensible so that I can squee afterwards, okay? <laughs> yeah, that makes me so happy because I feel like... I don't know why, but I feel like this is one that is really special to me and then maybe doesn't get as much recognition as some of my other um, stories. So I'm so happy that you love it. I'm so happy. Yes. I think this one deserves a lot more recognition because, first of all, standout creature fic just by itself. Brilliant. Because not only do you have both of them being separate creatures and you can see that we always see them having to kind of bridge the gap between someone being a human and a creature but then you get to understand that it would be no different if it was two different types of creature really it's just two different worlds no matter what type of worlds those may be but in this one you also have like a whole language that you created for them to use which is amazing oh. and I absolutely <laughs> love i forgot about that that was it's adorable that was really fun and i was like overly proud of myself for it um, I have to hype this website that, um, let me make sure I get it right. It is a fantasy language generator. It's vulgarlang.com. Um, and it designs like the grammar, everything for you. It's amazing. I basically just stole words from one of those. Um, but then I kind of designed the grammar myself because I didn't like how theirs looked. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I basically spent way too much time for my handful of lines of Jenny in this story. It's amazing. So I guess we, we have to say, before we start squeeing about it all, um, for anyone who hasn't read it, um, Cass is a dragon and Dean is a djinn or a djinn. Okay, so how does the plural here work? It's one djinn and multiple djinni. I think so. Djinni? <laughs> Um, I, I could be or wrong. An, an ifrit, I guess, is all they're also called. So, so Cass is like, um, he's like one of a triplets, which I guess are, um, I guess nest mates or something in the dragon world, really, because he's oh, got Jimmy so and he's got another. <laughs> yeah, and then Dean turns up and they're all there, and he's just like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> that is so cute. I loved that. <laughs> yes, I love the idea that Cass didn't want to say that he had was a triplet that he was just like my brothers um because he felt so unsure that dean might actually like his brothers better than him and if they're identical then yeah. you know what's Cass got to offer is kind of what he felt like um it was yeah. fun it's always fun to write jimmy um i like to drop jimmy in wherever i can <laughs> so <laughs> i really yeah. enjoyed that it was just a quick scene um and he starts Cass starts collecting things of Dean's um, because one of their kind of mating ritual type things is uh, to create a horde, which I thought was brilliant. So what a great idea. <laughs> um, I don't know how that happened. Like, I don't know how I created that idea. I, I just like the idea of sentimental objects in general in life. And I, I just have a lot of things that remind me of people and things and so I like the idea that Cass was just collecting all these little Dean reminders to surround himself with. 
Because he was yeah. just so pathetically in love. <laughs> I love that part. I think it's such an awesome twist on... Because obviously we have, like, the the normal kind of concept of dragons hoarding, like, something. Like, books or gold or something. Mm-hmm. Gold. Yeah. And then just this awesome little twist of it being something that was, like, without completely spoiling it for everybody, like, so intensely personal to Dean in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But while at while at the same time being such a random collection of objects, <laughs> it was that it was, it was actually quite funny. <laughs> yeah, if you yep. you know he was on Amazon buying copper vases, so like that's such a random weird thing, and he's got all kinds of um, just various knickknacks in copper color around him that he has no use for other than reminders of Dean. Oh, it's just so sweet. <laughs> it I is very that. sweet. Like, I think you, like, there's a line at some point where you mentioned that, like, in his room, there's, like, a set of, like, pots and pans. Yes. <laughs> just, like, yeah. copper, copper pans just, like, in his bedroom. Yes, he's just, like, in Target, grabbing everything copper looking. Yeah. <laughs> and just piling it in his room. Um, the other thing that you've got in this one is um, Dean as an addict, um, which is an interesting kind of twist on a... Um, I guess we don't really see like you don't actually mention him using or anything in this fic, but you don't sort of make it very clear what he's addicted to, which is fine. It fits fine with the story. I'm just, so is he addicted to like drugs at, or is it just the blood thing that? No, it is. Um, you know how a lot of the Fae are said to react negatively to iron. Um, so I was thinking in the Teen Wolf fandom, they use Wolfsbane as something that the werewolves can, like, get drunk on, and it's the only thing oh, yeah. that works. So my thought was that he there's some product drug out there that involves iron he was injecting, probably. Right, okay. Oh. Interesting. See, now we get the behind-the-scenes knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> I didn't realize it, none of that is mentioned in the actual story, but that <laughs> that's what it was in my head. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's not like relevant. Really, yeah, it's not like a big plot point. It's just one of those things that popped up. It just kind of wrote itself, and I was like, okay, this is something about Dean. Then yeah, okay, Mel, you can squee now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, this book basically just takes a bunch of my absolute favorite tropes and then squashes them all into like <laughs> what is it like less than eight thousand words it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot in there for not very many words <laughs> yeah so it, it takes dragon cast and then it takes alternate universe so it's like modern but with magic which i love me too and then uh demisexual cast as well mutual pining uh oh friends friends to lovers love yes. that one as well um, just just p- putting like just all of my favorite things and like squashing them in to all of these words it was just mwah, amazing also my quite possibly my favorite irreverent tag in a Desti Elphic ever <laughs> which is <laughs> I know what you're gonna say so. which for anybody who yeah if for anybody who hasn't enjoyed it yet the tag is mentions of Daniel Radcliffe's farting corpse <laughs> so, <laughs> so which is extremely relevant to the fic so <laughs> it's a very specific reference that Castiel would not understand. 
and I, I don't think that anybody has seen that movie to even know what I'm talking about, but um, don't watch the movie, basically, is my advice. Don't don't see it. Don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the thing is, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen enough like PR and interviews about the movie uh-huh. to feel like I'm intimately aware of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was just like a lot of... Daniel Radcliffe's Farting Corpse was really, that was the movie for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the movie. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, yes. A plus. Brilliant fic. Thank you for writing it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for loving it. Yay. Yeah, should let people know that there is a very brief um, kind of blood drinking type scene in this fic. It's definitely more um, intimate than gory, I would say. But it, it is there, so if anybody is particularly bothered by that, then they uh, should be aware of that. It's like a but, paper um, cut. You know, just just letting... But... Yeah, it's it's really, you know, nothing... Only fair to let people know, but yes, like I said, it's, it's much more of a kind of intimate thing than a kind of gory thing in any way when you read it, so... Please read this one, everybody. I love it. <laughs> this is this is one of those stories that like I just kind of want to shove at people and and beg them to read. <laughs> me too, honestly. If if I if someone asks me what to read of mine, this is the one I shove at them. Quite right too. Yes. Um, I wonder if we should keep going because we've got lots to get through today, haven't yes. we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll talk about tiny dragons now. I'm okay with that. I would love to talk about Tiny Tiny Dragons. dragons. Yay! Okay, all right, let's go on then. So Dragon in the Cup um, is by Aisha Tara. This one was published in 2020. It's 22,000 words long and it's mature. And the summary goes like this. The fuck? He grumbles to himself, pulling the carafe of hot coffee out of its holder with his right hand and steadying his mug on the counter with his left. He looks down into the mug and yelps, surprised to see something white and wriggling at the bottom of his cup. What the fuck, he yells, spilling hot coffee all over the counter, when the wriggling shape resolves itself into something resembling a minuscule white snake with wings. There was, there was a goddamn dragon in his fucking coffee cup. (laughs) I love this fic so much. (laughs) so do i i can't believe i have not read this one before now because i love dragons they're like my number one favorite creature um and this was i was reading this and i was making all sorts of squeeing noises while i was reading it's just so adorable it's so fluffy and sweet and the funny thing about this one is that i kind of have a squick about one of them being tiny Uh, i just really hate it but I read um, the story and I loved this story, so I'm glad I gave it a chance. I mean, it, it's not very clear from the um, the the summary, but the dragon is Cass. <laughs> Just yes. say that. Um, and he yeah. does. He's a baby <laughs> at the beginning, but he does grow very quickly and then, um, you know, grows out of the coffee cup size. Um, <laughs> he does. And when as he's sort of growing and becoming like I guess bigger he's he gets very sort of cat kind of vibes to him doesn't he? he's like curling up under Dean's yes. chin and like like scratches on his head and stuff it's so sweet and mischievous <laughs> yeah I love the difference in the two dragons between the previous fic and this one because the previous fic was a very kind of 
hyper intelligent humanoid kind of dragon whereas in this one at least at the beginning of the fic without kind of spoiling the end of it um it, it's very much m- more of a creature dragon at the beginning of this one yeah but a really cute creature yeah i want one <laughs> i do he's <laughs> so cuddly <laughs> Yeah, especially like the size he's described as is a great pet size. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't sort of grow like. As I was reading it on, I was thinking, is he going to get really, like really big? Like, is he going to grow out of like a? I don't know. We're going into spoiler territory here, but <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was ever going to be like a human. I thought he was just going to be a dragon the whole time. I'm like, well, this is super sweet. He's <laughs> rated mature, and I'm not really sure why at this point. <laughs> until until we got to the part where you know where it becomes mature <laughs> yeah he does end up becoming a human um because he um you know basically falls in love with Jane and decides that this guy is his mate and um that is just the mating rituals <laughs> involved in that like all the little gifts and uh he also builds like a little horde and stuff um just very well like imaginative and gorgeous yes it is very um unique Mm. very common trope within creature fic that i do love is the whole like mating ritual gifts kind of thing yes that we have going on like whether it's like little stones coming from like bird type creatures or like all kinds of wild different things but I don't know, it kind of tickles the same itch as the Horde thing, almost. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. it does. Well, and Cass yeah. did keep, he was hoarding some of Dean's things. I remember he had like a button and he was keeping some other things in his little mug later on. Um, yeah. So he had his own little Horde. His little Dean Horde. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the most fun things about this was Dean trying to work out exactly what was going on. Like he's... <laughs> He got Sam on board pretty early and kind of, um, you know, told him what was going on, which is a new thing. Usually it's like, a, a, you know, he doesn't communicate with anybody, but Sam was pretty much on board the whole time. Yeah, I really liked that. And I think I, I spent some time thinking about that with this one, actually. And I think it's specifically because Cass was not human. So it just didn't occur to him to not communicate about Cass because he didn't have that same level of hang up that he would have had if Cass was human. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess also that um, dragons seem to, in this world seem to be um, real. Like they're they're a thing that is around. It's not like it's a secret that he has to hide him or anything. Yeah, I I love that kind of world where yeah where they're not yeah. secrets and you know he's surprised because you don't expect to find a live animal in your coffee cup in the morning, but he's not like what the fuck is this knows what a dragon is yeah yeah he knows it's a dragon i mean he says yeah. fuck but he knows it's a dragon at least not what the fuck that mm-hmm. yeah it's just like finding some really weird like rare creature but something that you something that you would recognize just lurking in your kitchen in the morning when you're trying to get to work i don't think it has to be that rare i've found a possum in a bathroom before and uh, i didn't enjoy that at all <laughs> No, a... no mating bites with the possum. Okay. No, no, I got rid of the possum. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. You might need some shots after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, I'm afraid someone's gonna write a, a possum creature fic now, and 
it'll be my fault. <laughs> Jeez. Look, um, that's too far. <laughs> if <laughs> uh, look, if if my friend Jess is listening, <laughs> if my friend Jess is listening out there, we did once come up with a raccoon creature. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which... <laughs> so I'm just saying, one day, <laughs> one day, it might happen. Um, I can't wait. Anyway, I'm not sure how to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, where were we? Dean's a baker. <laughs> yeah, Baker Dean. I love a Baker Dean. Yes, and I love. Yes. Um, well, just this one in comparison to a lot of other creature fix are they're often very um, like porn based. There's a lot of porn without plot fix. And then this one is just so fluffy mm-hmm. and sweet. It's like the complete opposite of that. It's just warm yeah. cup of tea or whatever is comforting to people. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. I love it when I can find a fluffy one or or one with like some really good plot to it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Not that I don't value the, the, the porn ones as well. That's absolutely fine. I love those. Read just as many of them as the next love person. Love them. Value. But it's really nice to find something yeah exactly it's, it's lovely to find uh, something different as well so just get so delighted very nice and um i'm so delighted when i read something that's really unique and and unexpected and i get just so excited about the ideas and like my brain starts spinning about different ideas just shooting off from this and i just always want to just pick through the writer's brains to to find out how they arrived at something so unique and special and i think this is one of those unique and special stories as well as being completely adorable fluff yes (laughs) (laughs) i have actually already read this one multiple times because i i read it a little while ago i i came across it um read it enjoyed it bookmarked it and then then we came up with the idea of doing the creature uh, thick episode so i immediately went straight back to it to read it again and then read it again shortly before we recorded so yes i read this one when you asked for creature stories i thought tiny dragon in a mug yes and it's a really good length for me because i i read pretty fast so mm-hmm. like a, a 20 22k thick like this is kind of like a like a nice like lunch break kind of thick for me yes so i can just mm-hmm. kind of sit there and sit there and read it on my lunch break it's great <laughs> And it's um, only recently published, like, one thing that I found really interesting about it was that at least the few chapters at the beginning um, were published around the time in November when the final episodes were Mm -hmm. airing. So um, the author notes are all, like, being excited about 15, 18 and then being horrified by (laughs) what came next. And um, so... God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And all the comment sections are all full of people like commiserating or whatever. So that, that, that was an extra interesting, it's like a time capsule of what was going on around that time as well, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster. Like when you see any fic that was posted around that time or like a, a long fic that was posting throughout that month, it's like a little roller coaster to go through. Yeah. So I kind of wish I read this as it was being posted because it's like, it would be nice to have something so fluffy and warm. Yeah, it's exactly when we were what, going through all that. It's exactly what everyone needed. This this story right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A soothing balm. Yep. And there are plenty of people out there um, at the moment who will only read AUs because you know that's that's what their heart needs right now. Yep. So uh, 
in that case go read this one you'll love yeah, it yeah definitely this is the one so. for you <laughs> it'll help yeah. i think all of these are the one for yeah. to just <laughs> soothe everyone's soul with porn and fluff i think we've got it all here yep, yeah i think we really do, do. i think <laughs> with that shall we move on to the next one yes, yes. All right, so the next fic that we will talk about um, is called Friends with Benefits with Tentacles, and it is by And I Meant It to Sting. It is about seven and a half thousand words, and it was published back in 2019. Oof, which suddenly is making me realize how much time has passed, because I baited this fic, and I honestly thought that it was last year, but apparently, wow. <laughs> apparently it was not. Um, <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> Ooh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pandemic has done things. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so, the summary goes like this. Dean's never been embarrassed about his porn collection before, but that was before he found Cass holding his prized copy of Sweet Princess Asuka and the Tentacles of Pleasure. Dean finds himself sweating bullets because this is Cass. Sweet, nerdy Cass. Cass, his friend. Cass, his roommate. Cass, his only slightly out of control crush. Cass with his big blue eyes and his muscular arms and perpetual sex hair. Cass with his tentacles. The last thing he expects is for Cass to suggest that they experiment together. Oh, I love everything so about this. this. Is basically everything that I have ever wanted. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the tentacle fic. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I adore this fic. I shamelessly encouraged this fic. <laughs> Absolutely. Like... Thank you 100%. for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> like, it was entirely self-serving. Like, the second I heard even an inkling of this comment, I was like, yes, you will write this, and I will encourage you every step of the way. I will drag you if I have to. <laughs> so thank you. Well, thank you, Sting. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for, for uh, doing that for us. I really appreciate it. Yes. So in this one, Cass is actually an alien. Um, yes. Because there's like a interplanetary thing going on but they're on earth um and Cass is like an exchange student um and I loved that because it me- it did mean that you st- we still have the um the culture shock type thing like he didn't understand any of the references or you know it's just it was very canon in that way um but yeah tentacles <laughs> um, it's one of those things that you you sort of think about it and you go, oh, I don't know if I want to read about that. And then you kind of, one of your friends drags you by the arm and goes, try this out. And you're like, okay, actually, this is kind of hot. And <laughs> we are. Yeah, I just really think that Dean deserves all the um, dicks and like dick-like appendages that he wants at the same time. Um, and yes. eight is like a lot of options. So <laughs> I love that for him. <laughs> yeah. And he has like, you know, two dicks and <laughs> he can use it at the same time. We just want the best for him. We do. Yes. <laughs> that was interesting in this one. They did go for kind of a, a different spin on the whole genitalia situation, <laughs> which is a serious thing to consider when you're writing this kind of story. It's difficult to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yes we've all we all know we've talked before about the um the whale dick situation interesting uh search histories going on but yes um this is not just 
poem without plot there's actually like a pretty amazing story that's going along with this one too which i thought was great yes yes and i love a friends with benefits story anyway so but even though this is like a lot of porn um the scene that i always think about that i always remember is the one in the diner and i i don't want to give spoilers but you guys know what i'm talking about and it's not part of the porn yeah Yeah. (laughs) where like my heart falls apart and that's what i always think of yes dean just shoving his foot further and further in his mouth and (laughs) he's so stupid and i love him so much And the worst part was, like, reading that, I can just, like, I could so clearly picture Cass's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. That scene is brilliant and painful and wonderful. It's, it's, it's yes. honestly, it's probably, to me, the best scene of the fic. And <laughs> love it. To be clear, the porn is really great also. <laughs> Yes, yes, not talking down, not talking down on the porn here. That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want there to be any confusion about what I enjoyed and didn't enjoy in this story. I enjoyed it all, especially the porn. Yes, consenticles yes. is still pretty much my favorite tag on Ao3, so yes. we're fine. <laughs> I bet I didn't use that tag on my tentacle one, so I should fix that. You should, because there are only 25 uh, Destiel Consenticles uh, fix on AO3. And yes, I do know that number off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, well, I can add three more for you. So I'll get you three Excellent, thank more. you. <laughs> wow. It's sad that I know that number. I can also tell you that three of them are mine. <laughs> so <laughs> Let's just take over uh, the tag. Just me and you. Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll own it. <laughs> yes. Please do. Oh. Yes. No, this is a really, really delightful, like, a perfect example of the trope, though, really, it, it is. Mm. And it's just so delightful. Like, I can't... I know, it's, it's, this is one of those stories that I read it, and it just makes me happy. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and so... I love Dean Go as this, this person that um, that studies porn you know, in an academic setting. And I just love that for him so much. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Where did that come from, Mal? I think that was actually one of the kind of first pieces that um, she actually had for this fic, if I remember correctly. You can definitely correct me if I'm wrong on that. But as far as I recall, when she started brainstorming this fic, that was actually one of the first pieces to fall into place before rest of it did so i'm kind of curious as to whether that was something that she kind of always wanted to write like just that that kind of dean characterization as somebody who was like a porn connoisseur um or whether it was specifically to make it work for this because that's kind of cool if that was just a like a character concept that she had (laughs) i mean it's a great uh, it's a great excuse to have your porn collection out in on main you know like to to have it exactly and it works so (laughs) It works so perfectly for this. It's such a, it's a perfect premise to set it up. Yep. And of course, you've still got him just slightly grossing out Sam. Like, even though Sam knows that it's in some way <laughs> academic, he's st- it's still just a little bit too much for him. <laughs> this one needs a Sam, Sam brain bleach tag as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. He gets extremely grossed out by the whole thing. Oh, poor Sam. Life is rough. <laughs> He goes through a lot. 
<laughs> oh, and I also thought it was great that um, when uh, st- when Cass discovers the thing and he goes, you know what, we should just do it. And Dean's just like, you know, his brain's gone, you know, he's gone on the loading screen. <laughs> you know, like, what? What? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? You, you want to you do what? Oh, that was so funny. I love that. Yeah, and I loved how Cass was just so blunt about it. There was, like, no shine away. He was like, let's let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And I really like the way that Cass kind of addressed the fact that um, immediately as, as Cass found it, Dean brought up the fact that, you know, well, I guess this this whole kind of fetish that people have it is more problematic now that we know that you know aliens with tentacles are real and Cass is just like baffled just like why it's not problematic it's it's just possible now (laughs) (laughs) that's what changed it didn't suddenly become a problem it suddenly became possible (laughs) (laughs) it's really uh, (sighs) interesting concept actually now you think about it now you mention it (laughs) yeah Mm. I love that, um, as you mentioned, Cass is an alien and there's like, just mentioned, just touched on about Cass being like an exchange student type. Um, And I love that that wasn't overshared, that information about this world, that it was just kind of tiny little bits and pieces here and there to put together the whole alien human situation. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that iceberg situation. Like there's a lot more there like we don't need to know it but you really get that feeling that it's it's all out there yeah i'm I'm impressed by people who are able to um put like an entire universes in a short word count you know like i think um she's done a really good job here of implying that there's a lot more involved in this story but only making it you know concise i guess yeah (laughs) I i think that's something that um she's very good at in all of her picks actually yep um but yeah this one this one particularly it's really well done mm-hmm. i was going to mention that one of the things i like in this fic which is very subtle because that there's there's different types of tentacle fic and there's different kind of levels that they go to with how explicit they are or what what different things they like to include mm-hmm. but one of the very subtle things that i like which some of them seem to skip over and just head straight for the like very very hardcore stuff is the concept of um like sucker bruising on skin oh yeah. yes yes that's Which, my favorite for some reason i don't know why that's so hot but it is <laughs> no i and, love it i'm obsessed yeah it is and it's and it's it's done to like a really nice effect in this one and that it kind of takes them from it maybe being just a one night thing to possibly like turning into something a lot more than that when Cass kind of spots it on dean yeah and Dean yes. loves it. He's yes. like, he's really into it, um, into them being there the next day kind of thing. And he likes the bruises, <laughs> which is really kind of hot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is. And they're so pretty. I can imagine them in my head and they're so pretty. I love mm, bruises. Yeah. It's a weird I mean, look, thing to if say. We but... can, if, we can, if we can have fix where Dean gets spanked and, and bruised and everything and people find that hot, then what is the difference, really, when you think about it? Yeah. <laughs> no uh... difference. No, there's just something about it. But I, you know, like I said, there's obviously different types of tentacle thick and different kind of things that they go for. But I really do kind of like that one for something. There's something like, 
don't know kind of intimate about it like I'm more subtle about it which is, is very nice so I really like that that specifically was included in this one I think you're right it is intimate I just agree that it, it was more intimate than um, what you see in a lot of PWP tentacle stories if you've never um, tried a tentacle fic before and you're looking for to give one a go and see what it's like um, this one's definitely a great one to start with <laughs> Um, for all the reasons outlined <laughs> above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, Sting has written some more, t- another ten- more tentacles things as well, or maybe just a, a yes. Kitsilia yes, type yes, yes, thing yes. with octopus tentacles. Um, but yeah, definitely worth um, checking out her other stuff too. More tentac- more creature fixing. Yeah, there's um, a few uh, one shots for Tentacle Toba last year, I think. That's right. Tentacle Toba. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I really wanted to do that, and then and then did not do it. But I really wanted to. I have all the props still saved. <laughs> yeah, might make that a thing again this year. Hmm. <laughs> Those fix that she wrote for that were like I was reading them, going, "Oh, maybe I could do this too." And then I never did. So maybe, maybe this year. You should. We're doing other things in October. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we should Any make month a thing can again be this year. Tentacle month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just that's the tagline for this episode any month can be tentacle month <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though <laughs> it is true why do we need just a single month for tentacles i want them all year round <laughs> not just for christmas not just for christmas no <laughs> brilliant all right all right let's um have a look at these quarantine stories shall we um Yes. So the You Shook Me All Quarantine Long series um, was is by Golden Ray of Sun. Um, it was posted over a few months last year, like during sort of quarantine lockdown times. Um, and there are four short fix in this series and each of them is separate um, verse kind of thing. And they're all um, just under 10,000 words each. So a nice um, kind of bite-sized so to speak, um, <laughs> stories. All, all of them are mature rated um, except for the fourth one, which is explicit. So I'm not going to read out the, the summaries for all of them, but just um, they all involve Creature Cass and um, a human Dean. So we've got one that the first one is about werewolves and the second is like a witch thing. The third one is vampires, and the fourth one is, I believe, incubus. Is that right? Yes, yes that is correct. Mm-hmm. I love every single one of these, and I've reread them all multiple times. My favorite quarantine stories. So, which was your favorite creature? That's the question. I really liked the incubus one. Yeah. Oh, the, but I think the sl- slightly I'm going with incubus. incubus. Yes, because <laughs> I, I love Aww. that. I love when he's incompetent at he's incompetent at like dating and sex. I love that. Um, and Dean thinks he's so cute anyway. Um, I think it's it's probably tied for probably tied with the vampire one. I don't know why. I just have a, a like long standing weakness for vampire casts. So. Love the resurgence of vampires in general. We've like escaped Twilight Velocity yes. and vampires are ours again. 
yes, like we finally left that behind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we've, we've reclaimed them. <laughs> yes. I love that. But I love the, I love the witch one too. I think that was a really unique take on, on witches and it made me so happy. Cass was just so worried about Dean and just wanted to protect him. And Dean was kind of a jerk at first, but he caught on. Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty cute, that one. Well, they, they do um, share overall kind of um, threads going through them, I guess. Like they're um, – one thing I noticed that at least in two of them and possibly more, they're always watching Jeopardy on the TV. <laughs> Dean's, Dean's always <laughs> yeah, turning Trebek down. <laughs> like when wants I to love talk. that kind of little Easter egg thing sprinkled among a writer's various works. Yes. I didn't notice that, but that's really cute. I love that they're all roommate stories because I love roommate stories. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I can't, they kind of have to be with quarantine, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Roommate uh, fix took on a whole new life when quarantine came around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the first one, we'll just go through each of them and talk a little bit about them, I guess. So we've got werewolf, um, Cass transforming into a wolf on the full moon. And Dean finding out about it. In their apartment, and, yeah. Yeah, Dean has an element of freaking out when he realises what's going on. But um, <laughs> um, one thing I love about um, Golden Ray of Sun um, is writing in general is they um, always have little clever little things in there that just, even if it's not, um, you know, generally supposed to be funny, they always have little funny things that just make you laugh. But, and I love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. they do it a lot in their fics I love their stories something that I noticed in this story which I think is is kind of a, a general thing when people make Cass any kind of creature but um, I, I notice specifically a lot when he's any kind of, of wolf whether it's like a werewolf or like um, like Omega Bus shifter type fix or anything doesn't matter what Cass is we always make him still able to roll his eyes it <laughs> doesn't matter what yes, yes. Is, he will always be able to do that eye roll <laughs> an important character trait right there you can't get rid of it yep it's even in the summary for this fic that's how important it is yes. <laughs> and it's how Dean recognises him like he does it yeah. and then Dean goes yeah Has? <laughs> it's, oh, it's so perfect <laughs> I love to that um, that Cass was like um Kind of a cuddly wolf too like yes. he decided to not be a, a psycho killer um, as he's transforming and even though it's very painful he would rather just stay home and curl up yeah and get some pets from dean having said that it is hilarious when um he makes dean go like run with him that was very funny <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny yeah any situation like, where dean's I... made to run is quite funny <laughs> I, I felt that in my heart as he was describing his run. It sounds yes. awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got your dog mocking you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Is the humiliation not enough? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the second one is the is Magic Quarantine, right? That's a witch um, cast. And one thing that I loved about this was that Cat, Cass's um, cat, whose name is Guinea Pig. <laughs> that just yes. me so much. I love that. Yes, I laughed so hard at that. That's so cute. Um, 
one thing about the story, I know I know a lot of folks are really sensitive to COVID related um, stories right now. So I just want to say that I feel like this one, the witch one, is is really the only one that addresses it in a in a way that might make people feel nervous. Um, like in the yeah. others, it's just kind of a background thing. But this one, Dean's a healthcare worker, and so it's kind of front and center. Yeah, that's true. It's it's much more a part of the story in this one. So. But he has Cass to protect him, so. He does. Cass's room was definitely my favorite part of this story. That was yes. how that was done. <laughs> I also really like the fact that um, one of the points in the story is that Cass has always asked Dean never to go in, in his room. And even though there's a point in the story where things are kind of coming to a head and Dean kind of almost, like, could, you know, almost storms into his room and almost does it, he still like respects that boundary and doesn't do it until he's invited to yeah like it's it's like so close and he almost does it but he still like has that respect and that boundary and, and doesn't do it and i actually really like that because it would have been so easy to just have him barge in and do the story that way um and i actually really like that the author chose not to do that i don't i i think he's the kind of guy that would try to respect those boundaries though with the way Cass was sounding, I would have burst in anyway just to make sure he was okay. Yeah. But Dean respected it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that the author chose to do the story the way they did because there were definitely options there that there were mm-hmm. there were options of the way that could have gone. So I like that Cass makes Dean have a bubble bath and it's pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dean protests, protests, but like, is clearly all along just gonna gonna do it. Okay, so number three, yep, um, hot blooded quarantine. This is the vampire one. Um, there is a little bit of blood drinking in this one. Um, if you're not into that, yeah, this is one to skip. Yeah, after he finds out about the vampire thing, um, he does make Cass watch Twilight which is just genius. (laughs) (laughs) Very fun. It is a cruel and unusual punishment, I think. Why why has Dean seen Twilight? And the fact that he makes him watch all four of them, like not even just the first (laughs) one, like he makes him watch all four. (laughs) What I would have given to see Cass's face during the last one with the weird robot baby thing going on. Yeah, no. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I so this either. robot baby thing is new to me. <laughs> I didn't know there was a robot in there. Well, I mean, I no, hope I, it was a robot. Put it that way. <laughs> it was. It was like just a CGI thing, wasn't it? Because the kid is like I've, grown up really fast, but it's still a baby and it talks. I don't know. I don't know. I've only seen the it first was very one. Very creepy looking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw the first one and just oh. went. Um, you know what? I'll just stick with the books yeah. and yeah. No thanks. Thanks. Uh, Cast does not glitter in this story, which I think is really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it'd be I kind think of glittering funny if should did. be a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of back and forth discussion in this story about which uh, kind of elements of vampire mythology are and are not true. Mm. Um, Dean just kind of keeping firing on questions at Cast while he's like trying to work and doing other things and. Probably 50% wanting to know the answers and 50% just kind of wanting to know, irritate Cass a little bit. Um, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> fucking with him a little bit. 
Yeah. And Cass is so snarky back. I love it. Yes, yes I like it. I also, <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming that this won't be like a serious trigger warning for anybody, but you, I mean, you never know, I guess. But th- there are definitely discussions of, um, definitely discussions of poop in this fic. <laughs> because... Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yes, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I thought was quite funny. That it was, it was a really interesting way of handling it. That yes, Cass can eat human food. It will just uh, mess him up. Does for it go a while. well? Yeah. <laughs> So. <laughs> and Dean's Poor like, yeah, guy. that's fine. You can just use the bathroom. <laughs> you can have the bathroom <laughs> for the night. That's fine. And he's talking about like um, Sam, like eating bad burritos and stuff. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's very canon. <laughs> yes. My favorite part of this one, though, is that when, um, obviously, because it's quarantine, Cass has been trying to stay in the house and he kind of pushes himself a little bit kind of too far at the beginning. Um, ends up running out to feed uh, it kind of being a little bit kind of too crazy and messy with it when he comes back he has like blood splattered down his shirt Yeah. and Dean's reaction to it was just <laughs> hilarious to me because once he'd kind of worked out what had happened and, and Cass had explained they'd kind of broken it down a little bit Dean's reaction basically breaks down to well could have been worse <laughs> 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 which <laughs> Which, like, there's clearly an element of, like, shock happening in his brain, but it's still just very amusing the way he kind of rationalizes it down to, like, well, it could have been worse things. This is fine. Yeah, well, he's, he's just discovered he's not about to be brutally murdered, so I guess it's a bit of relief. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it could be he's, worse. He's like, you must have had a good reason. Could have been a serial killer. It's fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I really enjoy this one. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, vampire fix in general, I'm quite fond of. We don't have a ton of them in this uh, fandom vampire cast. I think there's probably probably more vampire dean ones because of that episode. Um, mm-hmm. I sort a bunch of them out, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, I don't run into a lot of vampire thing. stories in general. I feel like there's one that I really enjoy. There's a, a vampire cast fic called "Come On In" by the Reluctant Shipper, um, mm-hmm. which is just very well done. Like it's just a really entertaining story because Cass is just just weird enough that for a while you're just like, is he just a really weird person, or is that just is he this way because he's a vampire? And you're really unsure. <laughs> like, is this just him, or is this just? <laughs> The being a vampire, which is it, and a lot of it you think is probably just him being Cass more than anything, yeah. <laughs> which which I like. I like that it's just so true to him being him. So, I mean, there's also yeah. um, there's also love bites, which I know you don't want to uh, talk about. No, <laughs> no, no, we don't need to talk about. That. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about love bites, but I'm just going to say that if you for some weird reason you have not read Love Bites and you are interested in vampire stories, then definitely go and read that one because it's adorable. And Dean is the vampire in that one. Um, I can't believe I haven't say. read it. Oh, well, definitely go and do that. Because Dean, as a bat, is the cutest thing that oh. I've ever read. Apart from maybe Cass as a dragon baby. That's It's up there. It's <laughs> definitely up there. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's um, not talk okay, about well. Mousy because she'll never come back. She'll run away and she won't come back. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Go on to – okay, so the fourth story is the is um, called Riding the Quarantine Out and it's about Incubus Cass. Yes. Yes. Virgin, slightly awkward Incubus Cass. So, again, roommates and living together and Cass has kind of been – getting by on kind of absorbing Dean's energy from his hookups next door. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was really interesting that his just like proximity to sex fed him. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But now that it's quarantine and so Dean isn't hooking up with anyone anymore, he's not getting fed and things are getting not so great for him. And uh, so obviously he attempts to leave the apartment and Dean's not having any of it, really. (laughs) I guess he can't go out like in the vampire one and just take someone. (laughs) That would be a bit straying into the non-con territory. Yes. (laughs) But, But Cass can't really get anyone to do him anyway, so... Yeah. Poor thing. He's doing his best. (laughs) He's trying so hard. But but Dean loves him, so that's good enough. Yes. That there's there's a line in there somewhere where he kind of half jokingly but not really mentions something about him holding a record for like the oldest oldest like virgin incubus. (laughs) So So he's he's not he's not doing so great <laughs> but it's fine because yeah. dean wants him anyway it's just that dean had uh pretty much made the assumption that he was asexual by then so <laughs> which you know shouldn't assume but mm. communication boys yes what, most stories would not happen if these people would talk to each other so it's fine that they don't yeah, I mean, we like it that they don't. It gives us it gives yeah. us stories, really. Yes. And I mean, it's it's what it's what Canon handed us. So Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much a defining thing of their relationship that they just don't communicate ever. So, it's perfect. Makes for good stories, I yes. guess. Even if they're frustrating. Yes. Um <laughs> I'm just chuckling remembering a comment I got on a fic once and they're like, this is what I don't like about fanfic. They don't talk to each other. I'm like, well, I have no idea how you stand watching the show then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least in, in fic, you usually get some kind of resolution to that by the end. <laughs> yes, yeah. eventually they, they say something. Yeah. So I guess out of the four, this one being the explicit one, um, we finally get that payoff that we've been building up to <laughs> through all of them. And there is actually yeah. some loving in this one. There's yeah. some loving and there is uh, multiple orgasms. The whole magic, no refractory period thing Cass does to Dean. It's it's wonderful. They get it on enough for all four of the stories. Whew. Yes. they That incubus <laughs> thing is used to good extent in this one. Yes. Excellent. Do well, recommend. We need to um, thank Golden Ray of Sun for giving us such a, a lovely spectrum of creature fic in this series. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. These are wonderful. Yeah. 
And I guess on the topic of incubus, if you're um, interested in more, reading more of those, there is um, pretty oh, sure yes. there's an incubus Cass and or Dean tag as well. But um, there's also um, Little Flirt has one called Addicted to You, which I guess is the diff- like the yeah I mean the the, the <laughs> standard um, incubus fic that everyone loves. That's um, a pretty amazing one. Um, and I have an incubus fic which I'm not going to talk about. Um. <laughs> Excuse me, you just made me sit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and read little words, it's way better. Um. Uh, no, we're 100% going to link your Incubus one as well, as you made me talk about. Well, actually, I didn't mention a word, but you talked specifically uh. about my <laughs> vampire dean fic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well. Um, I know that we've um, probably each of us have got other um, creature fix that we haven't really discussed today that we'd like to mention as well. Um, you guys yes. want to mention any? Yeah, I got a, I've got two. I'll contain myself to two mm-hmm. um, because I love dragons. Um, I don't know how they say this. If they say VIP July or VIP July has one called Sparks Ooh. that it. Yes, this is a dragon. I love this one. Oh, it's uh-huh. so good. And there's like fun mating ritual type things that I love. It's great. Yeah. I don't think I've read that one. I love it. That's terrible. <laughs> I this is, this is definitely really cool. Like, this is really cool thing with like a like a house and being like going to the like. You really have to. You have to read it. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll put it on the it's list. It's really cool though. It's really cool. Um, and then the second one is called Hold Your Breath by Cam Wellgrace. Um, and Cass is a merman in that one. Um, it's, it's so fun. It's so great. And I feel like it, I don't see it talked about like I do some of these other fics. So everyone should go read it. Yeah. Well, we've got a wealth of, uh, well, a wealth. We've got quite a few mermaid fix around the place nowadays um yes. i mean obviously there's mal's um fish out of obviously. water um <laughs> which i won't make her talk about because we have already talked about it in a previous episode as well so um yes but that that is a great one i didn't mention it because i was told not to mention it so i didn't yeah Thank no i'm you. definitely going to mention it. <laughs> um but also there's um we can't go past um out of the deep by rise of the fallen one which is a, a long mm. fic um mm-hmm. that's like nearly five hundred thousand words that one um and that's definitely um a creature fic in that uh, in a similar way to fish out of water that he um, cast is in captivity and um, Dean basically rescues him after a very long protracted period of, of you know looking after him in captivity so um, while it is extremely long it's um, a really incredible story like brilliant world building and um, a lot of angst big angst in that one but it does have a happy ending and worth reading this is my jam I have a lot of different recommendations yes. for this one <laughs> yeah. so I can't um, wait to see anybody so for anybody who has listened to the previous episodes, they know that um, along with this one, another one of my absolute favorite tropes is uh, the murder husband's trope. So there is a fic out there which brings together my two favorite loves into one beautiful, harmonious piece of writing. Um, it's called Blood in the Water by Little Flirt. 
Um, it's a 5,000 word story. It is beautifully written. It will pull you in. It is serial killer Dean Winchester and Kelpie Castiel. Mm-hmm. It is Ooh. fantastic. It is 100% dead dove. Do not eat. Do not go into it. Read the tags. Like, you know, take the tags seriously. However, it is beautiful. <laughs> like, if you if you um, <laughs> are somebody who can stand to read murder husbands type stuff and it's not going to upset you, then this is 100% a story that I would recommend to anybody. Um it's it's just fantastic the way it's done i love it um cass as i said is a kelpie dean is a serial killer who is taking his latest victim somewhere and finds an interesting new way to dispose of the body oh <laughs> interesting so <laughs> interesting <laughs> um so yeah that is a great fic which brings together both of those tropes into one but obviously very dark don't go into that if that's not your thing um so something a little different let me find one on my list which is going to be a a very different tone to that one um convenient husbands by annie d oh yes so this is a phoenix cast fic um it's also a kind of fake well not really a fake fake relationship more of a marriage of convenience sort of um fic where to survive hunter dean and phoenix cass have a soul bond marriage um kind of deal to help cass heal um and then the deal is that once that's done they'll never have to see each other again um Mm. spoilers that's not how it works out Um, it's, it's a brilliant story. It's just under 40,000 words. Um, it's really good. There's, there's a lot of plot going on in it. It's, it's really enjoyable. It will pull you in. It's one of those stories that does not feel like 40,000 words at all when you're reading it. Um, I've read it multiple times and would recommend it to anybody. And obviously Cass is a phoenix and he has all kinds of like awesome powers and stuff. And they have like a telepathic bond in this story, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't so I think definitely... I've read this. Oh, it's really cool. You should read it. I love it. Yeah, I've my mark for later list is so long, so I'll just add another one and we'll see what happens. <laughs> just add it in there. Why not? Just toss it in there. See I what mean... happens. <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay. Um, another couple of quick fire recommendations that I won't go into the details of then. Um, another Phoenix one then, written in Sparks by Jamario. The, um, Yes. That one's really good as well. About 8,000 words. Love that story. Um, another dragon one. A Little Blue Dragon by Sultan Halo. Oh, yeah. That's um, one of my favorites. That's kind of like a fantasy historical sort of take on creature fic, which is fun. Um, one that is quite old now, but I don't hear getting wrecked a lot. Um, is a song by a song <laughs> a fic by um, Elspeth McGillicuddy um, called 25 Cent Pocket Guardian Angels um, and oh, is yeah. a, it's a, a story where Cass is a tiny little creature that Dean <laughs> actually gets from a vending machine it's, it's literally oh. like a, a tiny like you know those little like you get like a toy inside the little like that um, yeah. so yeah he literally like pays 25 cents for Cass in a vending machine <laughs> Uh, oh, it's it's adorable. a crazy concept but yeah so very cute um but yeah i never really see that one wrecked anywhere um 
but it's it's brilliant and very unique so would recommend that one um synchronicity if you which is by castiel's lost wings if you like incubus fix um that's a really good one a very hot explicit one with like a kind of sex feedback loop kind of element to it which is fun um i don't think we can talk about creature fix without at least mentioning um the graveyard shift i think we have to mention that one it's Six hundred and twenty thousand words long. So if you Whoa. want the complete opposite to everything that we've talked about today, um, I will it's not. Too many words for me. Yeah, I will not spoil what kind of creature Cass is in that one because it's it's kind of a like a very slow burn, slow reveal kind of within the story. Um, but yep, that one's out there. That one is by Rise of the Fallen One and. Oh, brain purgatory jar i think yes yeah um and it's a creature fix slash coffee shop au ish modern magic type story i've always um, thought that one sounded amazing but it's just so long that it's a bit it's it's a lot know. isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit intimidating it's, it's commitment yeah um i know ooh, I'll never can, can i fit in a couple more yeah i can fit in a couple more can yeah I? go on yeah <laughs> okay um carnival oasis by violu yes um <laughs> this is a um a series rather than a fic um might be a little bit of a spoiler to explain exactly what Cass is in this story because dean himself does not know at the beginning um but Dean comes across Cass at a carnival. Um, he is definitely something not quite human. He's very fascinating. It's very interesting to kind of learn with Dean. Um, trying to trying to work out. No, it's 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 in the description. At least some details about him. It's in the summary. So Castiel is a being that feeds on sin. I will put mm. that out there. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Um, very very so cool. unique. I've never seen anything out like that out there for it. It's it's great. Um, it's like really nicely written as well. I think it's a series of four or five stories. No, it's ten. It's ten. Ooh, maybe I haven't read them all. Ten. Hmm. <laughs> mm, ten. I don't I think I've read them all. Yeah, I thought it was like five or six. No, I think maybe I have read them all. I don't know. I will definitely be checking when we get when we get done recording. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, um, what else? Okay. Um, okay. One more mention. Um, I will mention one author, two fix. Um, I should mention Unforth's Halflings. Yes, which I was thinking about that too because. Yeah, there's there's a lot of social commentary kind of worked into that fic mm. as well. Um, it's a story about Dean um, adopting um, halfling Cass, who is this kind of uh, creature, small creature, kind of as a, a pet, basically, for his son. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of social commentary and social justice kind of stuff like worked into in there like it's, it's there's a lot more to it than just your, your basic creature fic it's very interesting it's very well done um un unforth never misses really um they also have another one um called research specimen 14652 um which is a great dean creature fic um which is um tentacles 
with Dean um, as the octopus creature. Um, and then the last one, I want to give... Oh, I said last one, but I might be lying. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I think I, I think we would probably be letting some listeners down if we didn't at least mention the more extreme end of CreatureFig that is out there for those people that, that want to go looking for it. So we should probably mention um, the SpiderFig, which is caught in a web by Tap Blues and Lindy Hop Dancer. This is a story where Gas is a spider. Um, read the tags. It's out there. It's... Um, how long is this? 13,000 words, I think. Um, Sam and Dean are hunting down a mysterious creature, um, and Dean gets caught in the creature's web. And then there is another story um, with uh, actually several stories. So I'm just going to shout out the author in general, which is Miss LV. She has all kinds of. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stories with with creatures of all kinds so I will provide a link to her a three geez you do have quite a list goodness me I know I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm indecisive (laughs) (laughs) just to be good ones we'll put all the links on um in the post on mixtapebookclub.com so go and have a look at that (laughs) If you um want to read it, if you're interested in just like, oh, Mel, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's great to shout them all out. Do you want to talk about any more, or (laughs) you can keep going if you want? No, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's part of the fascinating thing about creature fic, though, because it can encompass so many different things. Because there are some people who. Like, for example, vampire fic, they would barely even consider that to be creature fic. Yeah. And then on the other like end of the spectrum, light. you have things like, yeah, but then you have things like um, the spider fic and the, I can't remember the name of it, the one where Dean is a plant. Hmm. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. This, <laughs> yeah, I, I will find I that, that one, one too and link that one oh, as well. I don't remember the name um, of it Though technically that would be what? flora fic i guess (laughs) technically that's not a creature i mean it's it's slightly more serious than like the cabbage one human yeah exactly the one with the lettuce (laughs) the lettuce crack fic i recommended that to someone for the first time the other day and got to see their reaction or the one with the one with the carrots (laughs) oh god always a joy let's not go there (laughs) That's a whole other episode on random. We're going to have to do an episode on famous crack fix, aren't we? Yeah. I think you will. Yeah, I think that's important. Why not? <clears throat> but yeah, um, as I was, <clears throat> what I was trying to say was that there was really like a whole spectrum of things that creature fit can encompass. Um, things like kind of tentacle fit type stuff are probably like the most well-known but there is a whole kind of area of, of things that you can cover with it. And I just, just wanted to give a variety, that's all. <laughs> no, that's great. That's an excellent variety. We might yeah, even yeah. do, if there's one that we find that there's a lot of, we can um, do an extra episode just focusing on one of those species. <laughs> yeah. 
like I said, I know that we've had requests before, um, specifically for vampire fix, but there aren't as many out there as I would like them to be. Um, mm-hmm. There's I need to get to work. I think is yeah. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> we need to write tentacle fix and vampire fix all of us right now all right okay. let's get going no, unfortunately <laughs> yep. all the ideas are for dragon fix right now aren't they <laughs> we were just yeah, talking about that earlier oh. <laughs> i love We've dragons. All got dragon fic ideas yep. yes yep. <laughs> i think i have multiple dragon fic ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> and i have another tentacle idea or two one i can think of right now excellent See, we'll, we'll definitely have to do a tentacle fix specific episode at some point in the future as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch, as the, watch as the listeners go running to the hills. <laughs> oh, no. Just introduce a whole bunch more people to the to the gateway drug that is tentacles. I feel like people are curious about it. Yeah, I think it's it. one of those things. People are, people are either already into it or they just, they just want to know why. <laughs> so they will listen anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they want to know why, and then they find out why. Yeah. And then we've yeah. we've got another recruit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a really interesting quote from somewhere, which I wrote down the other day uh, when uh, we were talking about doing creature fic and, and tentacle stuff and all the rest of it. And they're saying that obviously, you know, the, the, the biggest sexual organ is the brain, right? And they're saying that obviously when you come to creature fic monster fic like monster fucking stuff so when you think about it the further from reality you get so the further from your standard human form you get the more you're activating your imagination yeah so for a lot of people that is specifically what draws them to it because the more you're activating your imagination the the more interesting it becomes the more they're stimulating that biggest sexual organ they have so that's why it makes sense for them which I definitely never thought about it that way, but I was like, huh, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess you've hit on an important thing with this um, creature fig, maybe tentacles in particular, because we don't actually have something that's real that's like a visual thing. Like if, you, if you're if writing a story about vampires, you already kind of know what a vampire looks like, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. if you're writing about an alien, for instance, that has tentacles, like you have to really kind of describe what you're seeing here because otherwise your brain just can't really comprehend what's going on. Like it's okay. There's tentacles going in a few different holes or whatever, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of visual sense for um, maybe, maybe that's just the way I, um, you know, understand figures I'm reading it. But to me, if I can't yeah. see something in my, in my mind, then it's not comprehensible. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's why I like the challenge of writing it actually. Yeah, because it, it's not something that's kind of instantly a, a visual that that we have. Like you, you need to put that kind of effort into making sure that it's something that people can easily conjure up in their head. Mm-hmm. And you can do so many fun things with tentacles because, I mean, actual octopuses do so many fun things with their tentacles as far as um, like changing color and things like that. I've I've written um, it where. Cass's tentacles were kind of like a mood ring and you could tell his different moods based on what color they turned which was yeah. really fun yep and they can be glittery yep. 
Yeah, I had um back, I'm back to the glitter thing. <laughs> yeah. I had um uh Crowley as a um an yeah. uh, octopus um Cecilia, I don't know how you pronounce that. Um octopus person with um bioluminescent tentacles um, <laughs> which was yes. a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, I never know if I'm saying that right. I always I always pronounce it Cecilia and then I'm like I don't think oh. that's how you say it, but yeah, I like don't know in, that's how it says it in my head <laughs> i mean it's it's a made-up word anyway right it's not like there's no such thing as a real one so but surely there must be a way to pronounce it that's latinly correct i don't know actually technically that isn't because it was a word that was invented i think less than 10 years ago so it doesn't oh. have a latin root <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, good luck with that <laughs> but it must come from like a, an octopus uh like no, genus or you know i think it, it um, would no it was made up for a book series i think hang on i was I reading about right. this the other day um da, 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 da. i don't i don't need to google this while we're recording <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to worry about how we pronounce it in that case we can just make it up <laughs> definitely googling it while we're recording <laughs> I'm, I can't. I need to stop. I need to exit out of Google. Before I get really distracted by Octo stuff. Uh, I've been down that rabbit hole before with. Uh... Yes, there's so much cool art. Yeah, so it's modern internet parlance, but it's for. Da, 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 da. Oh, well, at least it's telling us how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we say? Am I the only one who like sees it written out where they're like telling you how to pronounce things and it doesn't really help me? Cecilia. That's Cecilia. Cecilia, apparently. Cecilia. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, good. All right, there now we go. know. You're right. So, I was right for once in my life. <laughs> we won't be offending any Cecilias out there. <laughs> okay, so apparently the word was inspired by a comic book character from the 1970s. So there you go. Oh. Okay. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the medical <laughs> related trivia. Etymology lesson for the day. No. Etym- yeah, not entomology. That's different. That's a different kind of creature. So the, the full word the full <laughs> word can be traced to a Wikipedia page first created in March two thousand and seven. Oh I love this internet sleuthing. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh, I love the internet. Yeah. Yeah. What will they do without the internet? <laughs> It's all so weird. History in action, folks. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> where were we before? <laughs> before I took us down that like we had a, a Cecilia tangent. We I'm sorry. <laughs> a, tentic- a tentacle tangent. Tentacle tangent. Yeah. Well, um, we've got one shout out that we need to do um, before we finish today, and that is um, the Twitch streamer Dakara Jane, who. Um, she streams about um, different TV shows. She's been doing a rewatch of Supernatural and, uh, or maybe a watch for the first time. I'm not sure if she, if this is the first time she's watched it, but she's also getting I think into. It is the first time actually from what I've seen. And somehow okay. she has remained miraculously unspoiled this entire time. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Um, well, Incredible. she's been doing, um, getting into fic as well. And, uh, one of the things she's doing lately is starting to read fix aloud on her stream. So 
who just started recently uh, reading Mal's fic, A Fish Out of Water. So if you're interested in listening to that one, um, you can catch, I think she usually streams live on like a Saturday evening, um, UK time. Um, but she also posts um, the streams on YouTube as well on her account. So I'll put a link to that um, if you're, if you want to hear Mal's fic read out loud. Um, that sounds fun. I know it's a favorite of a lot of people, including yes. me. It's a beautiful story. Thank you. <laughs> it has really, really beautiful art by Lizzie Ships in it. It so does. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Massive shout out to Liz for that one. Just great all around, I think, is what is what we've come to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so we'll say a really big thank you to you, Julesy, for coming to talk to us today. Thank, thank you. you for inviting me. Um, are you working on anything at the moment that you'd like to give a shout out? or <laughs> Apart from all the things we've given you ideas for? Um, I have, I think, over 30 docs in my WIP folder. Um, <laughs> so I'm working on a lot of things, but I'm kind of really trying to work on my story for the ace mini bang oh yeah first nice. the first challenge i've ever done so i'm pretty excited if i can actually finish my story Ooh, that is exciting yeah when will that one be publishing later in the year i'm guessing um yeah i think it doesn't publish until fall like september or something like that um mm -hmm. but that's gonna be in COVID time, that's going to be like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. True. Yep. <laughs> time is elastic. Awesome. It's, a, it's a flat circle. I am amazed that we managed to record for nearly two hours and not mention anything explicit about tentacles and buttholes. I'm so proud of us. I did. <laughs> I oh, we sort I'm... of did. Kind of. <laughs> we, we talked around it. That's true. Would, right would around you like the rim. To talk more about tentacles in buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just surprised that it didn't come up more. Actually, we were fairly intellectual, all things considered. <laughs> intellectual is the no. word I would say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we kept it academic. That's fine. We can save the filth for the tentacle episode that we'll now have to do. Mm -hmm. The specific tentacle yes. episode. The yes, the tentacle and butthole episode. <laughs> that's what we'll call it <laughs> yes i think you should <laughs> somehow i don't think that one is going to get listed in the apple store <laughs> uh, hey it's marked as explicit i mean we can whatever we want, right? true <sighs> links to the fix and all of the other things that we've discussed today every single one of them i'm afraid uh, can be found on our website mixtapebookclub.com Yes, and there you can find um, also links to all the other ways you can get in touch with us on social media or through email. Um, our email is contact at mixtapebookclub.com and you can send us your favourite creature fic or tell us what you thought of any of these fics we've talked about today. Um, and you can also do that if you want to come and chat with us on Discord. We're on the Profound Bond Discord server in our own channel there. So uh, next week on our 21st episode, we are going to be discussing... Dean's Petty Kink. Yay! Thank you, Ben Endland. <laughs> There's so many of those out there. This is going to be a fun research week. <laughs>
Um, so thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Mm-hmm.